Okay, here we go. My name is Josh. My name is Mary. Dang it. You're not Mary, you're bro. No, I thought I was just supposed to go in a row. <laughs> See, we better not do it. One more time. Here we go. Uh, are you ready? My name is Josh. My name is Brock. My name is Mary. Welcome to the Breakdown. Breakdown. Uh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary. I am here with my two other hosts who I, I really, I've grown pretty fond of uh-huh. them. I'm, I'm going to admit it. Uh, Brock and Josh, how are you guys doing today? Well, hey Brock. Hey Josh. Hey Mary. <laughs> hey Mary. Whatever, they're fond got, of me Got too. a little mushy to start the podcast. I they're know. fond oh, of me too. Sweet. Yes, yes. That was sweet. Um, each week we get together and we take a bite-sized portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship and we break it down. We break down these verses and we get to learn more about God's word. Hopefully you're going to learn something you didn't know. And especially this week, it's um, really going to be cool because we're post-Easter. So this past weekend was our Easter message. And with Easter messages, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I've heard this a million times. But I think still, even still, you're going to learn something new today. And so um, John actually kind of camped out on one specific passage this past weekend when we celebrated Easter together. So that's really where we're going to go as well. Um, But like I said, I think you're going to just learn something new and more about that passage is going to kind of be unveiled to you. Yeah, it's a a powerful passage. If there's one thing that we can all who are, you know, here and listening can relate to, man, we've all got those things uh, from our past that it's really tough to feel uh, forgiven. Yeah. For those things yeah. to not just feel burdened by, by shame. And, and sometimes it's even, it's as difficult even to, to feel like we're forgiven for those mm-hmm. things yeah. or that God is uh, in control, uh, even of the, uh, you know, sovereign over our past and things like that. But man, we get to look at this passage and we see how God's sovereign over all of it, yeah. how Jesus, Jesus knew all of it. And even with the last moments of his life, he knew what he was doing and he knew how we were going to find redemption in him. And so let's read about that. We're in uh, John chapter nine, verses 28 through 30. So starting in verse 28, let's read that. It says, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished and to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there So they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Beautiful. That's good stuff. That was a good reading. That was a nice reading. Yeah, it was was funny. I don't know if you ever, I was listening to some dramatic music when I was studying this. And so that, so if you want to put some dramatic music behind that and read it, it does make a difference. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. What should they look up specifically? Well, I was listening to a Der Klong. And so it's <laughs> good a, luck at spelling yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. So it's a yeah, instrumental German piece. Yes. So good luck finding that. Too, so, yeah. so um, this specific uh, passage here is written by John. So this is John's eyewitness account. We've kind not, of looked at John. Not John, our John. pastor, but not the pastor disciple. John. Yeah, yeah. We've had that mistake in the past. <laughs> that yeah. is, I'm really yeah. glad you yeah. clarified that good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and John is actually kind of one of my favorites um, because he kind of has like this theatrical like side of him. Like when he writes, like he was like I, the one that like recorded that he beat Peter in the foot race kind of thing. Like I got there first when we were <laughs> running. Like, I, and then he's the one that's like, oh yeah. And at the end of the story, he's 
you know, referring to himself in third person the whole time. Yeah, and then at the end, he's like, and that was me. The one that Jesus loved. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, he yeah, one that yeah. Jesus loved. So yeah. I really love that about him. So it, he really is just a great storyteller. And this is the greatest story ever told. And so we're going to actually kind of pick up. This is the end of Jesus' last moments, as you picked up, probably listening to the, the verses. But this is kind of like the crescendo, I feel like. Like, I'm thinking like music, you know, you got that. German music. Yeah, yeah, going, yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. crescendo moment. Yeah. And Jesus come, lived a perfect life, and here we find him on the cross. Yeah, and so let's just dive. Are you guys ready to dive? Let's in? Break, break it down. Break down the passage. <laughs> we're and not so diving, we're breaking. We're breaking down. <laughs> and so it's interesting that it says here that after Jesus had realized things were finished and that scripture would be fulfilled, there's this word that's used here that's only used two times in all of scripture. And John uses mm-hmm. them only two times, and it's right in this section. And so we're going to go with a little little Greek here. It was yes. funny when I was in um, undergrad, I took a Greek class. And the very first day, a guy walked in and said, hey, is this Greek class? He was lost. And this one nerd guy goes, sounds like Greek to me. Oh, my. So, so anyway. This it's like is, a little Brock. Yeah, no. So this. Oh, it was some guy. Yeah, it was some it? guy. It wasn't guy. me. So here's a, this sounds like Greek to me. But the word is tetelestai. Mm-hmm. And it means it is finished. Yep. And so. There's a couple meanings that can come from this, that Jesus knew that his life was about to end, like it is finished, that also could mean, and it's, I think, more appropriately, that his work was finished or completed yeah. on what he came to do, and the work of redemption was done. And so, it, and there's also this idea around Greek culture at that time, like a, a transactional kind of idea that the tetelestai could mean that a bill had been paid in full, if someone yeah. owed something and now it was paid in full. And so... That is all kind of coming through in this moment. So it seems very profound that Jesus is saying, hey, I've I've done the work that I came to do. It is finished. The, yeah. the bill has been paid in full hmm. for the sins of humanity. And so, like I said, when I was listening to Dek Long, it's like <laughs> it was it was this moment. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is so powerful and so yeah. deep that Jesus at this moment had realized, hey, I've completed what I came here to do. Yeah, and I mean, last words in general, like in anybody's life, you would think, okay, like what is it? Like those those are always like kind of like a moment, you know? And so Jesus, like the greatest person that ever lived, fully God, fully man, you better bet those like last words are significant in those last moments. And to say like, hey, it's done. Like everything I planned to do, I did it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also interesting, too, that, that I don't quite understand here why all of a sudden then Jesus says, I am thirsty. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ideas, as we've read commentators, is this could be a reference back to Psalm 69, verse 21. Um, and so sometimes it's interesting that as you look back, as you're reading the New Testament, you can look back at the Old Testament. And if you read Psalm 69, there's parts of it you're like, oh, this is Jesus' story. Yeah. And other parts of you are like, oh, this doesn't fit at all. And so remembering yeah. that that Old Testament, those were given at a specific time yeah. or a specific place. But mm-hmm. there's also meaning you can find in looking back at the Old Testament. So if you want to read Psalm 69, you can see, especially verse 21, some ideas yeah. of Jesus' suffering here. Something else about John as an author is he's very—I mean, I think all the authors are intentional, but his— it, we'll see throughout this, just this passage, how his word choices are so intentional. Um, but even the, his reference to Psalm 69, as I was studying this, this is the third time that he's referenced that same Psalm, which mm. is really interesting. Mm. So he references in, in his second chapter and his 15th chapter yeah. and now in his 19th chapter. And so uh, as, a, as a student of the Bible, when we uh, see something like that, just a quick word study shows us yeah. that it's cool because we can key in on a significant 
uh, thing that John's trying to communicate as an author. And it gives it a larger context that Jesus is coming when he's saying it's finished, it's completed. He's also finished some of the Old Testament prophecies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is huge. And I'm like, I'm kind of a nerd about that stuff because I love seeing like that that connection. Um, and so some of the actual ones that maybe you you might you might have heard, oh yeah, like he fulfills these prophecies, but what were some of those? Maybe if you haven't studied the Old Testament as much, you might not know some of them. But here's some of the like kind of big ones was he was a descendant of Abraham and David. So the Messiah was supposed to be a descendant of Abraham and David. And Father Abraham, he had many sons. Many sons. He had a lot of sons, Father <laughs> a many, lot sons of had, sons. many sons. Okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> I'm one of them. Nerdy, um, nerdy children's song. Sorry about was that for church. Also in, yeah, if you're not a church, uh, you yeah, grew that, up in church, you're probably yeah, like, what? Sorry, in the, yeah. <laughs> um, born a virgin, which, you know, that's pretty rare. You don't find that very well, often. I think everyone's so born a virgin. He was <laughs> oh, born of a oh virgin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Mary, he for making that very weird for all of us. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll just move You on. are so welcome for that. <laughs> yes, I hope everybody you. that's listening. Yeah, that is now our um, finest moment. Moving on. <laughs> Tag that for future references, please. Honestly. Yeah. Get me a Hopi for that. Yeah. That's an inside oh, joke. Don't worry gosh. about it. Uh, Jesus was a Nazarene. Um, he was born in Bethlehem, riding on a colt into the city, um, betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, um, and considered the Passover a Passover lamb, which we'll probably talk about in a minute here. But that's just a few of them that, that make Testament those references. connections. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, when you look at Jesus, and maybe you don't know some of those, you're like, oh, he lived his life. But, like, that was, like, intentional. Like, all these little things, like, connected to what the Jewish community was, like, waiting for and looking for. And so when he actually did those things, it was like, oh, my yeah. gosh, this is the guy. And here's another sign because he's yeah. quoting Psalms and asking. Uh, he says he's, he's thirsty because it seems a little out of context. Yeah. And the other thing that's interesting is you start to get into verse 29 that he's given this wine vinegar. And from all I can study from the commentators that know this, this was like a, a cheap wine that he yeah. was given. So, like, if you, I guess, you were to go to Seven Eleven today and buy a box of wine, this would be yeah, similar. Box wine. I, yeah, box of wine. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's interesting to me that there was wine sitting there. Yeah. Like, why is there wine there? I guess maybe the we've talked about maybe the soldiers suffer, had some things yeah. or something like that. Take a sip. Here's a sip. They had a jar of wine. They had a sponge, and then they had this hyssop branch mm-hmm. that they used. It was like a long branch to get the wine up to him. And so, but I had a little. This is a pre-conundrum, Uh-oh. I guess. Mm-hmm. So if you're torturing someone, why, why would you be concerned about, oh, are you thirsty? Do you need something to eat? I mean, it's just like, it's kind of a weird thing that they would be yeah. offering drinks. So they're just like, let's just let these guys completely suffer. But yet the soldiers had a little compassion and gave him some a box of wine, yeah. dipped, sponge dipped this uh, is, to, to drink. And this is one of those, this is, I think, something I hear, I've learned from you a lot, Brock, is uh, not that these things aren't necessarily important, uh, but while they can kind of add some nuance to these things, yeah. uh, we also have to really make sure that we're not we're not getting kind of pulled away from what the passage. So we're not I'm missing the main saying. point. We're still sticking yeah. with the main point, but there yeah. are other things. But how cool is it that there's still so many kind yeah. of other things to consider during what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. Like that's don't miss the main point. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, there's these cool little things are happening around that. Too. So you you mentioned the hyssop branches. Is it okay if I talk about that for a little bit? Hyssop. I don't know. I have nothing oh, funny to say tried, that there was nothing. Though. I tried. I tried. You can't There's nothing there. The whole born a virgin thing. <laughs> no, so it's no, fine. I don't think anyone <laughs> ever can. Go ahead, Josh. Hang, Go ahead. Hanging up there. Yeah. So Hisopus officinalis Ooh. is that, the yeah. name that I think it's called. Or we'll go with it then. It's wow. in the it's in the mint family. And uh and if you're curious, it kind of <laughs> looks like lavender. I don't know if y'all saw a picture of it while y'all were studying it. Mm. 
No, I've, I've grown hyssop before. Have you? Interesting. No, I haven't. So. so here's something interesting about hyssop is uh, the Old Testament mentions hyssop 10 times. Nine out of those 10 times, it's being used to spread or sprinkle blood for the cleansing of sin. Yeah. So that sounds significant. Because in Exodus, when they're talking about the Huge. Passover, yeah. they're instructed to get a hyssop branch and spread the blood on their doorposts yep. so mm-hmm. that the the they'll be passed over and so they won't be their firstborn won't be killed. So right. it's a yeah. sign of redemption back mm-hmm. then. And so that's why it's cool. Like you mentioned, it's like again, that's don't get lost in the weeds, but this could be a reference to, hey, now Jesus is fulfilling that original Passover and that blood being that was huge. from the land. Yeah. 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 So then in the New Testament, I'm going to take some uh, liberty out in the weeds, as you said. Okay. Uh, I, it's interesting because hyssop's only mentioned twice, once here in this passage, but also in Hebrews 9, uh, which it's referring to Moses using it uh, for the cleansing of sin. But just listen, listen to verses 12 and 14 in Hebrews. Uh, right before Hyssop's mentioned. Cha- what chapter is so that? This is Hebrews 9. Okay. And it's verses 12 and 14, right before Hyssop's mentioned, only for the second time in the New Testament. Christ, the perfect sacrifice, uh, is kind of the section title here. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God for by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and all that imagery, yeah. as John is writing this, is coming through that people are realizing this is now the perfect yeah. once yeah. for all sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was a seminary nerd. And so I used to have this little hand gesture. I'd say, once I put one finger up and I'd kind of fold my hand around and say, for all. And I'd say that to my wife or girlfriend at the time. And she'd always just go, nerd. So that's got, that's got, some, got some pain as you read that passage. Oh, my so that was goodness. A, yeah, I got called out for being a nerd for my wife and that. But that, ex, that Exodus chapter, if you want to read that, yeah. is Exodus chapter 12, verses yeah. 21 through 22. Mm-hmm. So the Josh, that's beautiful stuff to bring mm-hmm. in. So if you ever hear, like, people saying, like, he is, like, the Lamb of God, like, are yeah. these, like, you know, this imagery that you might hear in church, but maybe you didn't grow up in church. You're like, what in the world? That's what they're talking about in Exodus. Yeah. You know, back then, they had to literally slaughter, 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 slaughter. Yeah a lamb and put the blood of that unblemished lamb on the doorpost, like you were mentioning. So like whenever um, they they would be able to save their their firstborn, so their firstborn would die. So that imagery is so huge translating over that like Jesus is that unblemished lamb that was sacrificed so that we could be passed over, hence Passover. How how cool, and and I will dig right back down after this. How cool though, that if you, you see a word like hyssop, and you do a little bit of word study. Yeah, how yeah. amazing to see the biblical narrative just get tied together in beautiful ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 so like my word of caution would be, or word of uh, like is like the still the point is this whole thing is Jesus died. Yep. Mm-hmm. He completed what he came to do. That's don't lose that. But then there are all these things you can see that add to that that beauty and that, that extra. So yeah, uh, and so in verse thirty, it goes on to say that Jesus again to is used again that Jesus mm-hmm. said is finished. He bows his head and he gave up his spirit. Mm-hmm. And so this is, you know, he's completed it. And so the, and, and when he bowed his head, that phrase or that idea is only used in Matthew and, and Luke to signify going to sleep. And so it's almost like there's this idea of rest here. Wow. That I've completed what I needed to do. And he gave up his spirit. And so I don't, and again, don't want to go too much in the weeds here, but it's almost like this idea of he voluntarily at that moment yeah. mm-hmm. fulfilled the scriptures, fulfilled what he came to do, completed what he came to do. And, and and gave up his spirit and died at that moment. And so yeah. 
again, the whole point of this passage, and it's so beautiful, is that Jesus completed what he came to do, and he recognized that moment and peacefully yeah. then said, hey, it is finished, yeah. and then gave up his spirit. Well, and you see moment. all in those final days of Jesus where it was um, kind of this this choice that he made. Nothing was being taken from him. Like he wasn't, his life wasn't being taken. He was giving it. Yeah. And kind of this, like, I think we can come sometimes look at that and think, oh, and then he died. No, he he gave it up. Like he, it was time. Yeah. And even when he talked to Pilate, he was like, you don't even have any control over what happens with me. You know, yeah. like you just think you do, yeah. you know, and that's definitely paraphrased by Mary. You're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, but like that kind of, that kind of posture still all the way through those final days yeah. till the moment he said, you know, let I me, gave up my let spirit. me jump off of your paraphrase and let's like, just think about the picture that the apostle John is painting. So in this is just from, from John's gospel in chapter 10, Jesus says, no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. That yeah. might even be when he's talking to, to Pontius Pilate, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he's making the point of, of I, I'm going to give it. No one's taking it from me. I'm going to give it up. Well, then we see uh, in chapter 13, uh, the devil through Judas, um, uh, it, we now see Jesus being handed over to Caiaphas and the Jewish authorities. And then in 18, they're handed over to Pilate. Uh, and then I guess that's where that reference is. And then there, he's handed over again to the Jews for crucifixion. So there's this handing over, handing over, handing over. But then Jesus has that final word because he's the one that's handing over his spirit. He's the one yeah. giving his life voluntarily. And he's the one that called that from the very beginning. And, and the funny thing is, I think, can I get pastoral? Please. Yes, for a please. minute. All right, I'm going to get pastoral. Pastor Brock. Is, is I, I work with a lot of people that have done some things in the past that they're not very proud of. Mm. Like Josh said at the beginning, there's some shame involved. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us probably fall somewhere in that category. We look back on our past and Mm. feel some shame. And I love the thing that is pronounced in this passage that Jesus is saying to all of us, to tell us, Mm it's finished. It's completed. Your redemption by this moment. So there's nothing we can do to earn that moment or nothing we need to add to that moment. But Jesus is saying, hey, I understand uh, that you have made some mistakes. Welcome to humanity. Mm-hmm. That's why I came to this earth. And so I think there's a sense of peace and a calm. And I think that's why when I was listening to Dick Long, as, as I read this, is there was like, man, no matter what I've done, thought, failed to do, do, or will do, yeah. that Jesus is saying it's complete. Yeah. yeah. I think your, a lot of anxiety redemption. comes from even not just, oh, what I did, but what I will do. I think that it's like that full circle of like, you can have that peace knowing like even tomorrow and the next day, the next day, it's a covered, like yeah. you're covered. Yeah. That's amazing. And so how important is it then that we regularly, daily go to the Lord so that we can be reminded of that? Yeah. So that we can be reminded of not only what he's done for us, but the fact that through him, we are forgiven for these things. Yeah. And so I think if you're listening to this podcast, even if you're not listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. you're forgiven because mm-hmm. of what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, it'd probably be a little weird to memorize the word to tell us die. But at those moments when you start to feel like, am I forgiven yeah. for this? I did this thing. I'm so ashamed of this from my past. And just the word to tell us die yeah. reminds you it's finished. It's completed. Jesus has completely forgiven you. The work is done. You're yeah. redeemed because of what Jesus did. And so that's a beautiful moment. And that is easy to get emotional because yeah. we think, man, look what, look what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Takes he, humility, I think, too, to get to the place where it's like, you know, even even in my brokenness, like, but you got to recognize that brokenness and notice, like, okay, it, but Jesus still, even so, did that for me and yeah. loves me. Yeah, it's beautiful wow. stuff. That's so good. I love that. And, and I'm feeling like solemn now. Seriously, such an incredible passage. I hope you guys are encouraged by this, knowing like, hey, 
whatever you've done in your past, like that's not being held against you because of what Jesus did. It is finished to tell us die for your life in every moment, in every season. And so be encouraged by that. Um, thanks for joining us for the breakdown this week and make sure one, if you're enjoying this, subscribe to it. I even went on mine and did a little reminder. And so like it'll text me whenever it's time on Spotify. So do that if you're really enjoying this. But check us out next week. We'll be back with another episode of The Breakdown. Thank you, guys. Bye, y'all. Bye.